Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. My name is Tim Harris. It's 10 o'clock. It's time for Tim with Tim. Uh, we're going verse by verse right now through the book of Acts. And if you're new, uh, jump in and join us. We just take 10 minutes a day, Monday through Friday. I'm usually live at 10 o'clock on Facebook and YouTube, but you can join me later at any time. These things never go away. If, uh, if you just can't get enough at 10 o'clock, you can go back now on any of my pages or profiles and find the archives. You can go back and find a book of the Bible that you're reading now or you have questions about and you can just sort of walk through it. Uh, we're leaving behind us a pretty good trail of Bible study where we've been together and I love that. Thank you for helping me build that. Uh, Acts chapter 20 verses 1 through 12 for today. Uh, I find this pretty interesting. Uh, I'm really into right now this whole uh, following Paul through his missionary journey. Uh, and what we find here in the opening part, I know it's not real interesting to you, and you don't have to be interested. It's okay. But uh, the first couple of verses there, verses 1, 1, 2, and 3, uh, uh, is a pretty quick summary there, a travel log, you would say, of, of Paul's movement. But there's actually quite a lot that happens in that period. And if you're interested, and some of you ought to be, because I think it's fascinating, turn over to 2 Corinthians. I mean, not right now, but later, 2 Corinthians. And uh, if you just sort of read those first seven chapters, uh, Paul intersperses throughout that letter to the Corinthians an explanation of where he'd been. And where he'd been was this. I mean, it, it's the same period of time that you find literally in verses 1 and 2, are you know, seven chapters in 2 Corinthians. During this time, uh, again, Paul, uh, in verse 1, he leaves Ephesus and he sets out for Macedonia, which is uh, most likely Philippi. So he's setting out for Philippi. During this period, Paul has sent what he calls in the, in the letters to the Corinthians, he calls it his painful letter. We don't have it probably good. Paul just, you know, fires off this ugly little letter and sends it by way of, I think it was Titus. So Titus takes the ugly little letter to Corinth, and now Paul's kind of waiting to hear back, like to find out, you know, whether he's welcome, whether it's worth it to try to go. Uh, and so th that's why in 2 Corinthians, which is the letter after the ugly letter, uh, Paul explains that whole period of time and what he went through and why he was delayed and all of that. But anyway, during this period, Paul is kind of waiting. He's trying to run into Titus because Titus is returning from Corinth. He's trying to run into Titus to find out the situation in Corinth and should he stay or should he go, uh, all, all, all of that sort of thing. So he travels down to Greece where he stays three months. Again, that's Corinth. So that's that last little stay in Corinth uh, that we know was a part of Paul's later ministry. So three months in, in Corinth. What follows here in verse 4? Well, he mentions this plot by some Jews against his life. He decides to go back through Macedonia. Several men were traveling with him. What Luke doesn't emphasize here, he mentions it earlier. He'll mention it again later, but a, a big part of this right here, don't forget, is that Paul is taking up an offering. You know, he talks about it in 2 Corinthians. He's taken up an offering in the Gentile churches sort of as a gift for the, the folks back in Jerusalem. Remember that there was a famine and uh, the folks in Jerusalem, especially the poor in Jerusalem, were really struggling. I think Paul's thinking that this is a, a goodwill gesture from the Gentile Christians to the Jewish Christians. Paul's always trying to build that bridge, right? And so Paul is traveling in the ancient world with 
probably what is now a ginormous sum of money. That love offering is growing in every town, every city he goes to. So that's part of the danger. Uh, I recognize that he's trying, you're trying to uh, choose safe travel routes. He's also traveling with the whole, you know, whole, you know, uh, you know, posse of goons here. <laughs> Not really. They are uh, collection delegates. I guess is the better word. Uh, uh, Sopater, uh, Aristarchus, Secondus, Gaius. Uh, Timothy, Tychicus, uh, Sutrophimus, uh, and uh, th those guys mentioned there. Uh, notice that it, it explains where they're from. Paul has kind of grabbed a delegate from all of the different you know, centers of Gentile ministry. So again, his, his vision is to present this offering as kind of a love offering from the Gentile believers. And so he's chosen delegates from all these areas and they're traveling with him. Uh, they are bodyguards. They are collection representatives. And again, part of uh, that important visit he wants to make back at Jerusalem. Uh, you'll notice here in verse 6, uh, after Passover rendered, we boarded a ship. So Luke doesn't make a big deal about it, but obviously he joins them there because the, the we part resumes. It sounds like he'd probably stayed back in Philippi. Maybe I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly where he dropped out and drops back in. The only way to really know is when the pronoun switches from they to we, and that's what it does in verse 6. About Eutychus, uh, this poor kid, man, I tell you, oh my goodness, having grown up in church, man, I've been this kid, and I feel for him. So on the first day of the week, we gather with the local believers to share in the Lord's Supper. I know that seems like just a, a uh, you know, just a verse telling you, you know, setting up the story. But this is really actually one of the earliest references that we have to early Christians meeting on Sunday. I know we take that for granted. We know that, you know, they, the Jewish Christians you know, would meet on the Sabbath and then continue to meet often on the Lord's Day, the, the first day of the week. But, but here we really, you know, get the idea that this has become the practice. The early believers are worshiping on, on Sunday, on the first day of the week. Uh, so again, I, I just think that's interesting. One of the early, earliest mentions of that right here. Also, we get some idea what they didn't worship. I, I mean, it, again, Luke's not trying to give us that, but just by telling us the story, he's giving us a little more information that we just wouldn't have otherwise. We didn't, we wouldn't know that the early Christians are worshiping on the first day, on, on the Lord's day, until we get to here. And we wouldn't know exactly what they didn't worship, but we find out here that they have the Lord's Supper and they preach. I mean, that's what happened in, in the worship service that night. Uh, the Lord's Supper, they preach, and notice in verse 11, they all eat together because, because it lasts forever. <laughs> you gotta, you know, people gotta eat because Paul, you know, won't stop preaching. Uh, and I, I don't mean that disrespectfully, he's Paul. Uh, it, it, there is suggestion in the Corinthian letters that, that, you know, the people who don't like Paul tend to say, Paul can't preach. He writes good letters, but he can't preach. In person, you know, he's terrible. <laughs> he can't preach his way to a wet paper bag. I mean, it's one of the things people said about Paul. He's a great letter writer. He's a terrible preacher. I don't know. Eutychus seems, he doesn't say anything. <laughs> but Eutychus, you know, I, I mean, you, you ever heard the phrase bored to death? Well, Eutychus dies. <laughs> in the evening service because Paul preaches forever. Um, now the scene is kind of set and it's kind of, it's, it can't be funny because this kid dies, but he's a kid, y'all. Eutychus is a kid. And again, I've been that church kid. Eutychus's parents dragged him to church. My parents would drag me to church and it seemed like it would last forever. Now in Eutychus's case, 
I mean, Luke sets the scene for you. They're in this upper room. It's a three-story building, and they're on the top story. You know, so three stories up. So it's hot. You know, hot it rises. So it's hot up there. Uh, the, the room is lit with all of these, you know, torches. <laughs> so it's like open flame. And so there's no oxygen and it's just so hot. And, and, and you know, every light is a flame. And so Eutychus goes and sits in the window. Again, I would have done that. He goes and sits in the window to try to get some oxygen. You know, maybe he's already feeling drowsy. <laughs> You know, he's just trying to stay awake. He's just, he's, he's already counted all the ceiling tiles, you know. Um, he, you know, he pulled out the blank offering envelopes in the back of the pews and, and wrote his name in all of those. I mean, I was a kid. I did all those things. You do anything to try to stay awake, you know. But finally, he couldn't, he couldn't stay awake because Paul is, you know, he's, he kept talking till it's, it's after midnight, <laughs> He's still talking, and it's after midnight. Paul just won't stop. So Eutychus falls asleep and, and tumbles out the window. He falls three stories and dies. I mean, oh, I mean, that's just so terrible. So everybody runs out. You know, they run down. I mean, a kid, somebody's kid just fell out the window and died. So everybody runs down. Paul brings him back from the dead. I mean, thank you, Paul. I mean, that's a miracle. It's a, another one of those, you know, just back from the dead. That's amazing. That's the power of Jesus. That's great. But then Paul makes him go upstairs and lets him finish his sermon. <laughs> oh yeah, I prom you know, I, I promise you, if if somebody dies because I've gone too long, um, that'll be my sign to stop. <laughs> you know, like if people are dying, like I just say amen and be done. But Paul goes back and he preaches and they finish. And, and oh my goodness, poor Eutychus. You know, I hope he got home in time for breakfast and to catch the school bus. The next day, Paul leaves town. Uh, Paul continued talking until dawn. Whew, uh, that's dedication, y'all. I mean, Paul for sure, but the people, that's dedication. I mean, Eutychus is way past his bedtime. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, again, Eutychus is just, he's my boy, you know. Like I say, I, could, I was a kid, grew up in church. I can't tell you how many long sermons I've, I've suffered through. Uh, whew, didn't hurt me at all though, y'all. Here I am, <laughs> preaching way too long all the time, and I'm over right now, so there you go. I hope none of you fell asleep and fell out of your, you know, your chair. Uh, I love you guys so much. I, I just love that story. I think Luke probably has to see the humor in that as well, but also the joy. The young man is taken home alive and well, and everybody was greatly relieved. Um, I, I'm sure they were relieved that the boy was alive and also that Paul finally said amen, <laughs> you know, as I will do right now. We'll pick up right here tomorrow. Acts chapter 20, verses 13 to 28. Acts chapter, uh, Acts chapter 20, verses 13, I'm sorry, to 38. Uh, we'll finish the chapter 13 to 38 tomorrow. Finish chapter 20 tomorrow. I love you guys. Have a great Thursday, and I'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, 10 o'clock for 10 with 10. Man, I love you guys. Have a good day.